Are you feeling invisible in the endless sea of online content? Like you're posting, you're sharing, you're optimizing, and you start wondering, should I start a podcast? Or maybe I need to look into what's working with Google Ads right now. And no matter what you do, it feels like you're shouting into the void. That's why in today's episode, we're diving into the top three reasons why your digital presence might be getting overlooked. And it's not about the algorithms only. <laughs> Listen for an action-oriented episode to help you cut through the noise and make your mark online. This episode is your first step towards visibility that's not just seen, but felt with an impact. Stay tuned. Welcome to Creator to Leader. Are you struggling to connect with your ideal customers online? Are you confused about the most effective way to market your business? If you are ready to become the go-to expert in your industry and stand out from the crowd, this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm Eugenia. That's Eugenia in Spanish, but you can call me E. My mission is to help entrepreneurs stand out online so that they can grow their businesses. I do this through comprehensive marketing strategies, impactful content plans, and storytelling leadership. We both know you are running on caffeine and big dreams. So let's dive right in. The market is just too saturated. If I had a dollar for every time I hear this, I would be right now in my mansion in Palm Springs, relaxing with a margarita in my hand. <laughs> and I understand why it can feel that way because sometimes the online space can feel like a rat race. Nothing we do feels like it's enough. The goalpost is constantly being moved and it seems like there's a dark hand moving the goalpost. And that makes so many amazing experts, coaches, consultants, course creators quit altogether. They just freeze and they just don't know how to show up online simply because standing out is impossible. Getting noticed is impossible. That's why I decided to create this episode today because before getting into the how of standing out online, we need to understand why you're not getting noticed. You'll see, I spend years trying to create valuable content that would make me get noticed online and nothing worked. So I kept jumping around. I was trying all the tricks, all the hacks, all the courses. And I felt like no matter what I did, nothing worked. And it wasn't until I changed the question and asked, wait, why is this happening? Not how do I fix it, right? I first needed to understand why is this happening? That's when I was able to get some foundational strategies in place that completely change the way I show up online. And before we get into the episodes and the three reasons you're not getting noticed online, I want to invite you to my free masterclass, Three Secrets to Stand Out from the Crowd. In this 30-minute class, you will learn the three key components to building your personal brand and establishing yourself as an industry leader. I will teach you the exact blueprint you need to elevate your visibility without conforming to fleeting trends or chasing changing algorithms you get to lead and stand out from your authenticity. To access, simply go to standoutonlinemasterclass.com and register. Now, reason number one, you are not getting noticed online. You are being too general with what you're saying. So bear with me for a minute, because this is not another conversation about how you have to niche down, quote unquote, because, because let's be honest, 
It's not 2015 anymore. And at this point, you've probably been in the online space for a couple of years. You've probably already heard a lot about the concept of niching down or just being specific about who you're talking to. So this is not news to you. Actually, there's an overwhelming abundance of free resources to help you get started with defining who you're talking to and about what. The thing is, most of the advice we hear is falling short in depth, not in concept, but in depth and how to apply it for your business. Because as audiences are getting more and more sophisticated, the complexities of what they want are also getting more and more specific because the more they know, the more they want or the more aware they are when they're being just targeted in mass, right? As consumers today, and you can look at so many consumer reports and consumer data and, and psychology and how they make decisions, we want customization. We want to feel like something was created specifically for us. So maybe you're trying not to leave anyone out or you know that your expertise has the potential of having a deep ripple effect on the people you work with. The thing is that being afraid to get specific is making you blend in at the end of the day. You become another voice. You then start feeling like, quote unquote, the market is saturated or like you have to be everywhere just to stand out. And a lot of times, a lot of times, it's about a message that's just too generic and it's not targeted towards a specific group of people. So how do you fix this? First, you need to understand your best audience's motivation. And we had an episode where we talked about the different people that are part of your audience. And I learned this from Sierra Creative and she's, she has an amazing program on understanding your audience and how to lead your audience. Your best audience is the people who will get the most value out of your expertise. They are the ones who will enjoy it learn from it, create loyalty to you and your ideas. Not everyone in your audience is going to be your best audience. Knowing how old are they or what's their favorite movie, those things are important to connect and, and to work on a format that's really attractive to them, but that is not enough. So for this point, you want to incorporate some psychology principles. And for that, let's look at basic consumer motivations. What's moving your customer? There are nine basic consumer motivations. I won't get into those on this episode. You can Google them. They're pretty basic, but just understand what's motivating your audience. And then clarify what is the main problem that you solve. If this was a movie, who would you be fighting? Um, I've been on a Disney kick lately, and I was just telling my husband how all Disney movies have the same plot of a young person who feels like they don't belong, they rebel against the system, and become a hero in the process. And sure, every movie has specific individual themes they touch. Some talk about not judging someone just by their appearance, some talk about courage, but at the core, we see that these movies, especially the ones from the 90s, uh, early 2000s, they follow this pattern. So number two, reason number two, you are wishy-washy with your advice. There's a difference between sharing information, data, and facts, and sharing your thoughts about that information. Sure, if you're an Instagram expert, you could talk about the latest updates to the algorithm. But if you want to get noticed and be an industry leader, you also need to tell me 
What do you think about the update? How can I leverage it? Or maybe how can I navigate the overwhelm of having this new feature, right? The mindset aspect of the overwhelm. In Spanish, we call this tratar de quedar bien con Dios y con el diablo. It means trying to look good to God and the devil. When you play safe with your opinions and advice because you don't want to upset anyone, you don't get noticed or respected in your industry. And that's because people respect people who stand up for something. They might not agree with you, but they respect that. I personally find so much respect for people who have opinions and thoughts and stand up for them. So this wishy-washiness can look two different ways. And it's kind of the two different sides of the same coin. Either you don't practice what you preach, so you say one thing and do the total opposite and that makes you fall out of integrity. And let me tell you, people can smell when something or someone is not in integrity. And I don't want to confuse that with imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome is about doubting your current knowledge. But this point about not practicing what you preach is saying something and doing something completely different. So imagine a financial advisor who's always stressed, living from credit cards, their lifestyle is just a bubble waiting to explode. Living out your advice means living it out yourself or having your clients live it out and go through a consistent transformation thanks to your coaching, your consulting advice or education. There is a coach that I love. He's an athletic coach. Um, his name is Jeremia Alvarez. He has one of my favorite books on just being competitive and enjoying the process. And he's not the athlete himself in the field, but he works out every single day in the gym, even when he doesn't want to, because he needs to relate to his athletes about the importance of being consistent, being disciplined. So for him, being in integrity is showing up with this discipline, with this consistency in every area of his life. So that is being in integrity, right? Practicing what you preach. And the second way that wishy-washiness can look like is you don't communicate like you're fully convinced about what you are saying. And this is something that I really brought home after working with my editor and producer. He's worked with so many business owners and that's just a trend that he's been noticing. The ones that are standing out the most and the ones that are being most successful when he edits them, he just can tell that these people are fully convinced about what they're saying. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily right because in so many areas, especially marketing and, you know, these areas that are not an exact science, there might not be a full right or wrong situation until you test it out. It's not like math, right? Where one plus one equals two. But he told me that the people that are the most successful and really getting noticed online in his experience, the more he works with them editing, they are sounding and they're just having in this voice, this conviction about what they're saying. So the person that is not fully convinced, they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to let anyone down. That's why I say that this is two sides of the same coin. They care too much about the reputation and they don't want to say something that even has a 1% chance of being debatable. Deep down, however, they're just insecure. Ouch. And I know this because this was me years ago when I launched my second podcast, Fairly Bold. I had a very, very clear perspective about the intersection of femininity and power. Just to set the stage, it was 2020 and Cardi B had won Woman of the Year thanks to the song WAP. 
Like that was her huge contribution to female empowerment that year. So I noticed that there was this narrative that women couldn't be powerful from their femininity. They had to be like men in order to be respected. So if men were were vulgar, we were more vulgar. If men sexualized us, we would sexualize ourselves further. So I decided to launch a podcast to discuss all these topics around femininity and what it means when you are a very powerful, ambitious, and overachieving woman. How can you do that from your femininity? The thing is, I was afraid to go fully there with my thoughts because I didn't want to be seen as hateful or I didn't want to be quote-unquote canceled for people taking a phrase out of context and saying that I was being judgmental because I did have some thoughts about, for example, you know, Cardi B winning Woman of the Year because of her song WAP. And if you don't know what it means, you need to just, just Google it. That fear kept me communicating in this safe space. So I would give my ideas, but I would have a thousand of disclaimers. Like, I mean, this is what I think, but I respect your thoughts, or this is what worked for me, but you know, it doesn't work for everyone. It was just like constant apologizing, like two minutes of disclaimers. Those huge disclaimers that you are making are taking the conviction out of your message. Because one thing is making a disclaimer as in saying, look, I am a lawyer. I'm talking about how to protect your business legally, but this is not legal advice. Okay, cool. That's an important disclaimer to make. But if you're just making a disclaimer and kind of apologizing for your thoughts before before you've even said anything, that's taking strength out of your message. And thinking back, no wonder I wasn't getting noticed. I wasn't entering the spaces I wanted to enter to talk about women's issues from this perspective because really my perspective wasn't strong. It wasn't clear. So that's why I'm so passionate about this topic today, right? And also that's why I know how this wishy-washiness can be fixed. So how do you fix wishy-washiness? And this is an amazing solution I use with all my clients and I used it on myself first. You take your content pillars, And usually by now, most people have content pillars or the three main things that you talk about, even though I have a different perspective on content pillars that I can't wait to share with you. But take your content pillars as they are and write down or ask yourself these two questions per pillar. So you're going to write the pillar, then question number one underneath, question number two underneath. Question number one. What do I think about this? So let's say that your pillar is meal planning. What do you think about it? Do you think that meal planning should be simple and easy so families can enjoy more time together? Or maybe do you think that the main focus of a meal plan is to hit nutritional goals because if we leave it to chance, we won't get all the vitamins we need? Just because you have one main perspective or your pillar doesn't mean that you disagree with the other perspectives. You're just prioritizing and you're just giving that perspective the main priority place that it deserves. That takes you out of being wishy-washy. And then ask yourself the second question about that pillar. And look, I'm all for exploring and discussing topics that are interesting to you or that are happening to yourself and you're just realizing that and you kind of want to have like this out loud therapy session. I think those 
topics have a time and a place and sometimes people need to have awareness about a topic they are not aware of yet but you also need to make sure that you are being relevant to your audience right so why do they need to learn to meal prep why does it matter and i actually do this why exercise with every single piece of content that i put out because sometimes i learn something or i'm having thoughts and they are important to me as a person but i'm sometimes i don't find it relevant to my audience with the things that are coming to me from so i do ask myself why does it matter to them i have learned that when i put my focus on my audience and why do they need this information I take the pressure off myself and how am I going to look? Because it's not about myself. It's not about, oh, am I being safe? No, it's about how are they being supported? How are they receiving something they need right now from my perspective with something I'm convinced is going to help them regardless of how I look? It is such a powerful way. Put your focus on the people that you're serving to take it out of yourself and This is a quote from C.S. Lewis, and I love it. And it says, humbleness doesn't mean thinking any less about yourself. It means thinking about yourself less. So this is exactly that. You stop being wishy-washy when you enter into that humbleness and you start considering your people and what do they need in that moment and how can you serve them. Doing this is going to open up a whole new level of depth. That really is going to bring engagement, feedback, growth, and reach in your communication. And finally, the third reason you are not getting noticed online is that you don't have a strategy and only focus on specific tactics. And this is, imagine trying to navigate a maze without a map or going off on a road trip and trusting that your mind and your intuition will make you reach your destination. No, you would need to go and set your GPS. That's essentially what happens when you focus exclusively on tactics, like posting on social media. What's the best social media platform? Should I be on TikTok? Oh, I need to focus on SEO optimization. Oh, maybe I need to run ads. But you don't have a clear strategy guiding those efforts. That's like kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that something sticks. But you don't have an understanding of why or how it sticks. Imagine throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that it sticks, but all the time, the food that's being made is a paella, which which doesn't have pasta. So you are here putting all this effort into trying to make pasta stick to the wall, but the food is paella. (laughs) I know it's a silly example, but we can do that with our marketing, with our communication sometimes. We try all these tactics, but it's not the dish that we're cooking. It's not the game that we're playing. Imagine a football player that tried to get better and then they start just practicing batting. And then someone asks them, oh, are you a baseball player? Oh, no, no, I'm a football player, but I just want to get better with the bat. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's what we do when we start implementing all these tactics without focusing on our strategy first. This approach often leads to frustration because while you may see some engagement or temporary spikes in traffic, really they don't lead to sustained growth or consistent increased visibility and reputation because there's no cohesive plan tying all your actions together. Your content might hit the mark sometimes, but it lacks the consistency and direction that only a strategy can provide. And with time, you're just not going to get noticed. 
tactics are important. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for the little hacks, especially after you've mastered your strategy. But they are like the individual pieces of the puzzle. Without the picture of the puzzle box, your strategy, you won't know how they fit together to form a cohesive image. A strategy is your roadmap. That's when you outline where you want to go and how you plan to get there. Ensuring that every tactic you employ serves a larger purpose and brings you closer to your goals. So how do you fix this? You need a strategy for the way you communicate, period, and the end. This is about your personal brand. And I'm not talking only about content, which is part of it. It's a strategy for how your brand shows up, ensuring that your message is clear, it's simple, it's understandable. That your content tells a cohesive story across all platforms. That you are collaborating with other experts to increase your reach. So to develop your strategy, you need to start understanding the end goal. Why do you want to get noticed online? Do you want to establish yourself as a thought leader? Do you want to generate leads? Do you want to increase sales? Do you want to build a community, right? Maybe all of this sounds great. Maybe I'm telling you this and that used to happen to me when I when I had clients, especially in the digital marketing space, choose their main priority, they'd be like, option D, all of the above. But in reality, what's the main one in this season of your business? You don't have to choose what you want out of your business because at some point we're going to want everything. But what is the main goal that you have right now? That's going to make a whole difference in your strategy. And maybe you think you have a strategy right now because I, I don't think... After a little while in business, we are just moving around and floating around the air without a clear plan, right? But you need to take a time to do some self-reflection and evaluate. Am I moving forward with my strategy or am I getting distracted following the tactics that all the experts are implementing? And I see this with people that are lovers of learning, such as I am. I love learning. Sometimes, I, I, that doesn't happen to me anymore, but what used to happen is that I thought I had a strategy, but I got distracted because the new expert I was following shared their strategy. It was completely different, and it actually made a lot of sense. So I was trying to implement my original strategy and their strategy. So that led to overwhelm. I had to do all the things at once. I thought that if I didn't implement everything I was learning, I was going to be a failure. Instead of saying, okay, calm down. You need to look at your goals and make sure that everything I'm doing answers those goals. By transitioning from a tactics-only approach to one that's strategically driven, you create this synergy between your actions and your goals. This is not only going to increase your chances of getting noticed online, but also it's going to build a strong recognizable brand that resonates with your best audience and stands out in a crowded digital space. So let's wrap this up. Let's summarize the three reasons you're not getting noticed online are. The first reason is that you are being too general with what you're saying. You fix this by understanding your audience motivation and what's the main problem that you solve. Second reason, you are wishy-washy with your advice. You fix this by asking two powerful questions. What do I think about this when it comes to your pillars? And what does it matter? And why does it matter to my best audience? And third, 
you don't have a strategy and focus only on specific tactics. And you fix this by crafting a communication strategy starting where, why do you wanna get noticed online? What's the big picture? Remember, getting noticed online is possible for you. You are an expert. You have so much value to provide. You only need the right roadmap to get there. You can access my full 30-minute training by going to standoutonlinemasterclass.com. That is standoutonlinemasterclass.com. You will discover the three secrets to stand out from the crowd without having to chase trends or being tied to changing algorithms. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see you inside the masterclass and see you shine online through your own brilliance and your authenticity. Reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM. I want to see how it's going. Until then, I see you very soon in another episode of Creator to Leader. Take care. Un beso. I hope you loved this episode. If you connected with the podcast in some way, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is the number one way you can support the show. And because sharing is caring, share it with a fellow entrepreneur wanting to become a leader not just a creator. I am so grateful for you. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM over to at eugenia.woo. That's at E-U-G-E-N-I-A dot W-O-O. And if you only send me a microphone emoji, I will know that you stay till the end. Thank you for listening. See you soon.